two points is two points, I guess, but that was a frustrating win and probably a more frustrating game to watch for me anyway than that loss to the Sens on Thursday. Montreal wins 2-1. to one. That puts their record to 8-2-2 two and two on the season. Thank God we've picked up at least two points out of these last two games against the Senators here, but man, I'm not pleased with the Habs' response after the loss on Thursday. They would have known what to expect coming into this one, and despite that, other than the first period, kind of played a stinker, and it was a boring game, if I'm being honest. And, um, yeah, we got to pick it up. we got to figure this out. Um, now, that being said, um, if you go back and look at my uh, preseason Canadian division previews that I did, I was actually hyping up the Sens. Not that they'd, uh, you know, be a top team in the Canadian division, obviously, but that they would surprise in terms of their compete level, in terms of their toughness. So when they rallied to beat the Leafs early in the season, I was not surprised to see that whatsoever. I was surprised to see them go on a massive skid following that, the getting the momentum in that first win for them. Um, and I wasn't surprised to see them beat us in one of the two games either. Um, I think you got to give the, the Sens some respect. They are building a culture here. And um, I feel like they're going to be a little bit more competitive throughout the rest of the season than they were at the, you know this beginning portion of the season. Um, now, they're still going to lose a lot of games, but um, yeah, give it to them for kind of turning their season around here in the last couple games against the Montreal Canadiens. It would have been a big test for them. And because they're a normal division rival, I'm sure they wanted to take it to us as best they could. Now, the Habs. Um, why don't we just go through the game first? Uh, we get a goal from Jeff Petrie in the first period on the power play. Kind of a broken play. He just catches the puck, puts it down. Rips one, absolute, uh, you know, just blasted it. It hit some one of the Sens players in front and 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 made its way past Matt Murray. Um, but then we get a uh, Ottawa Senators response, and it's Colin White from Steppen and uh, Norris. So they get up on the board uh, on their power play as well. And I, the Montreal Canadiens power play this game the today looked absolutely awful and that's unacceptable against a team like the Sens. The Sens power play on the other hand despite going one for six on the night actually looked good. They were getting the entries for the most part no problem. Then they were moving the puck fast. They had a good formation in the ozone. They had their chests and their their body positioned towards the center of the ice. Montreal on the other hand they're trying to cycle it as if they're playing five on five. They're on the power play. They've got their backs to the center of the ice. They got their backs to the net. Turn around. As soon as you get the puck, be a threat. Face the center of the ice so you have multiple options and multiple pass outlets. They are allowing penalty killers to attack on them and be aggressive when they have their backs to the center of the ice. They make themselves a non-threat or they just hold on to the puck too long. They're not moving it fast. And once again, that allows the penalty killers to be aggressive. They need to get in the zone and once they're in and set up, they have to move the puck quick. Touch passes, couple quick back and forths to make those penalty killers a little bit more hesitant. Montreal's power play has been absolutely garbage for the last few years, way too predictable. It needs a refresher. There is no excuse for this power play to look like that against a team like the Sens with the, the talent on this team now. Muller and Julien have numerous options and numerous ways and, and players to 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 at their disposal to get this power play going and guys are not being used to their strengths and i'm seeing plays that um set even the set plays that they make there's one where they got cockney up at the top left um controlling the puck and then he slowly skates in towards the slot and then he just goes for a low danger shot through traffic most times when the, the pass outlet one timer on the right is wide open and he doesn't just no look pass it over 
you can't like the amount of low danger chances they're t they're going for on the power play, just trying to get it on net from the point and then try to bang it in in front of the net. Come on, you got skill on this team now. Let's utilize it for Christ's sake. Anyway, that's my power play rant. I'm getting sick of seeing other teams make it look easy and us just struggle and have to absolutely fight for goals on the power play. Now, yes, our power play percentage doesn't look too bad right now, but a lot of that success came against the Vancouver Canucks. And as much as I'm trying to be positive about the Vancouver Canucks, they are trash this year, absolute trash defensively. So at this point, considering we've played them now five times, I have a hard time relying on um, our team-wide percentages when they might've been uh, you know, inflated by the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I'd like to give credit where it's due, but at this point, it's pretty obvious that the Vancouver Canucks are struggling heavily. So anyway, that's that. It's 1-1 at this point. Montreal outshoots the Sens, I think 18-7 to in the first period. We go into the second and it's a snooze fest. The Sens just try and trap us, clog up the neutral zone. Like that's pretty much all they can do with the lack of talent on their team. It results in a very um, excruciatingly boring second period. But um, both Matt Murray and Jake Allen made the saves when they needed to in that second. There was no goal scored. We go into the third, and early in the third, thankfully, Josh Anderson, what a clutch pickup for this team, scores his eighth on the season, assisted by Jeren and Suzuki. So Jeren and Suzuki and this line in general continuing to rack up the points, and this was a big goal. Eventually, it became the game-winning goal. But the Habs... Didn't make it easy on themselves. They let the Sens stick around. All they were doing was trying to clear the zone over and over again, handing possession back to the Senators so they could rush up the ice and make another play and, and, and get established ozone pressure. And Allen, Jake Allen, had to keep us in it. He makes 34 out of 35 saves tonight for a .971 save percentage, and that puts his save percentage on the season to 940. He is on absolute fire right now. So we pick up the win, but uh, it was, yeah... Definitely a frustrating one, and um, you know, give the Sens credit, but the Habs have to be better. Maybe it was the four games and six nights, the fatigue kind of finally catching up to them because they did not look like they could bring it at all in the third period here. We've got a bit of a break coming up, four-day four break. I'd honestly limit the amount of practices we do. Get get this team refreshed. Um, we'll, next game, we got the Leafs on Wednesday. We cannot come out with an effort like we did in the past two games against the Toronto Maple Leafs, who, uh, like us, other than the, our loss to the Sens, are on fire and at the, are at the top of this Canadian division. That is a massive game, especially after we dropped the first game of the season against them in a shootout in a game where we looked like the better team and probably should have picked up both of those points in regulation, but unfortunately we didn't. So this game coming up on Wednesday is massive. Massive indeed, and I think we have to consider starting Jake Allen in this game against the Leafs. He is on fire right now, and Carey Price isn't really at the top of his game, if we're being honest. Some shaky goaltending, some inconsistency. He has had some good games, um, but yeah, just the consistency's not there, and this is a back-to-back -back anyway, so if you start Jake Allen against the Leafs, Price will still get his start the next night against the Edmonton Oilers. Now, the one reason I'd say it might be wise to start Carey against the Leafs would be he'd be more comfortable with the Leafs finishers and the Leafs shooters where he has faced them so many times. And Allen typically was out in the West, so he would only see them twice a year. So we'll have to wait and see, but I'd have no problem going with Allen for the Leafs and then Price against the Oilers. And there's no goalie controversy, okay? We still have two good goaltenders. Carey Price is going to get hot and show what he can do. Hopefully, um, 
that happens sooner rather than later, but we'll see. It's, it's a good thing we got Jake Allen right now to hold the fort down until Price reigns in his game here. Now, some notes from this game here, some things to go over. Um, the stats first and foremost. The Sens, after getting lit up for shots in the first period, end up coming back and outshooting the Habs, 35-32 to 32, uh, on the entirety of the game. In the faceoff dot, man, it's brutal. 43% again by the Montreal Canadiens against the Ottawa Senators. That's just bad. Deneau and Jake Evans, again, the only two guys over 50%, whereas on the Sens, every single one of their centers was over 50%. And even Brady Kachuk, who drawed into a bunch of face-offs, he was over 50%. He was at 67% on the night, winning six out of nine face-offs when he was drawn in there. <sighs> That's a tough one. Meanwhile, we got Kokaniemi at 30, uh, 33% and Nick Suzuki at 35%. These two young guys, and it's typical for young players to struggle in the face-off dot, but they have key roles on this team, and they have to improve in the face-off dot. We can't keep giving up possession on the start of the majority of, of plays. Now, does that mean the Habs need to bring in a face-off coach to get these guys in line here? Because something's got to give either that or we need to make a trade and bring in someone who can either play center and win some draws or be a hybrid and play wing and come in and win some draws for us because we are going to struggle especially come playoff time if we aren't winning face-offs and if we're finishing uh sub 50 percent around especially under 45 percent that's just brutal we're one for three on the power play tonight thanks to the goal from jeff petrie and we were five for six on the penalty kill Sen's got a lot of good puck movement there, though, but it's good to see us continuing to uh, to do well on the penalty kill. Uh, it was a pretty physical game, and even 26 to 25 hits. Brady Kachuk was out there being an absolute annoying pest. He's more annoying than his, than his uh, brother Matt is, to be quite honest with you. Um, if I had to pick between the two of them, I'm picking Brady. I really like how Brady plays the game. It sucks that he's on a division rival. The moment he was drafted, it was just kind of a awful moment just knowing we'd have to put up with that for the next 15 to 20 years but um yeah and Shea Weber can't stand the kid can't stand the kid and I don't blame him I would not be surprised to see these two drop the mitts at some point soon during this season and Brady's a tough guy so hopefully Weber can handle his own but I think Weber's had just about enough of uh, Brady's antics at this point most used defender today was Shea Weber with 27 minutes. Absolutely wild. And then Nick Suzuki was the most used forward with 19 minutes. And he was clutched there at the end of this game for the Habs. Really might, might be the reason why we were able to close it out. First, uh, we're on the penalty kill thanks to a, a late penalty from Ben Sherratt and a, a good job by uh, Brady Kachuk drawing the penalty on Sherratt there. But then Suzuki does the same thing to Thomas Shabbat on the other end of the ice. Just looked like a veteran out there drawing that penalty, uh, taking the puck away in the corner from Shabbat. Um, Shabbat has made some really questionable decisions this year in the defensive zone with the puck. Um, yeah, anyway, but Suzuki draws a penalty and it negates. We go we go to four on four. That was huge. But then he wins two huge draws in the defensive zone to end that game and give us the possession. Now, despite him being pretty awful in the uh, face-off dot tonight, those were two big face-off wins for him. Now, last but not least, the hit on Jake Evans from Eric Goodbrinson. Um, this is a tough one. I'm kind of on the fence with this one, to be honest. I It was a very similar hit to the Armia hit from Tyler Myers, but I think that that hit from Myers on Armia was way worse. Um, Armia was standing still in the neutral zone. He was involved in a play with two other Vancouver Canucks players. Myers comes in. Doesn't try to go after the puck whatsoever. He's going in there to hurt Armia, and he hits him blindside. That was a brutal hit. Now, this one, on the other hand, I can almost live with it, and I think the way the rules are written now, and the same reason why Myers didn't get suspended, um, 
Unfortunately, it's a, it's a clean hit. And Eric Goodbranson picked a good spot to do it. He is trying to separate the player from the puck on this play um, as Evans is coming through the neutral zone here. And if you look at the replay, Goodbranson comes in from the front. Evans might be looking to the side, but Goodbranson uses his edges and changes the angle to approach Jake Evans from the front. And he does make contact with the head. Maybe this is a rule where we need to change this and go more towards the IIHF rules where any sort of hit to the head, you get a, a two-minute penalty. That might be wise, but as it stands right now, that's a good clean hockey hit. And, um, you know, Jake Evans, unfortunately, has to learn from that one. There's definitely not going to be any suspension coming from it. Uh, Would have been nice to see the team respond there. However, it was an active play. It was a close game. We're trying to score or we're trying to we're trying to close out a game and, and keep the, the momentum going there for us and struggling with it. So... Um, would have been nice to see the guys respond, but they were engaged in the play and we were on a rush going up the ice. So I can kind of give them a pass on that one. Um, yeah, nevertheless, big win, big two points. We needed that big time. Um, and we got the Leafs on Wednesday. And a very brief Canadian division recap. We got the first Edmonton-Calgary game tonight. The Battle of Alberta is back. That's going to be a fantastic game. I'm looking forward to watching it. The Leafs right now, they are lighting up the Vancouver Canucks. Yet again, um, the Vancouver Canucks really struggle in this season. But you know who's not? The Winnipeg Jets. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is soon going to be making his debut with the Jets. So keep an eye out for that. They are right behind us and the Leafs in the standings. Uh, looking forward to our first matchup against the Jets later on this month. Cheers, guys. Let me know what you thought about this game down in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the game in general. Montreal's play um, the hit of course let me know what you thought about the hit and if you like these videos hit the subscribe button and the bell for notifications go Habs go baby Woo! happy birthday Gordani